You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, release date the 10th of October 2021. Doctor, look out! I'm a villain! Oh no, you don't! He removed his power pack. How did he know to do that? I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. That tingling sensation in your ears is the magic of Big Finish. Oh, uh, coming up any moment now, Benji and I will be chatting to our special podcast guest, prolific Big Finish contributor, Scott Hancock. Hi, Scott. Good morning, Nick. This is so spontaneous, I am loving it. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, that wasn't scripted. No, 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 but I'm following every other word. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Please have you on here, Scott. L- lovely uh, to be here. Well, this is a round of what's coming up anyway. Uh, it'll be time soon for our good review guide. This week is Doctor Who Stranded 2, starring Paul McGann, Nicola Walker and the gang. Time travel. It's a bit of a balancing act. Yes, who plays the gang? We'll find out later. <laughs> After that, it'll be time to concentrate on Dalek Universe's third instalment, starring David Tennant, featuring Jane Slavin, Alex Kingston and Terry Malloy, as we go behind the scenes. My name is David Tennant. I play the Doctor. Then it'll be time for the triumphant return of listeners' emails sent to podcast <laughs> at bigfinish.com with a free trumpet, where we find out what's on your minds. Yes, your minds. Oh, our new feature is also available. I'm very proud of that title. It took me uh, years of brainstorming to work it out. Uh, Sometimes it'll be something about to be released. Sometimes it'll be a treasured audio adventure from the past. This week, it's something very close to my heart. The Prisoner, our reimagining of the 1967 classic slice of vintage TV. I won't be pushed, stamped, debriefed or numbered. That's what we love to see. And of course, the Randomoids Electron will once again be featuring, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. My master, you have returned. And finally, we round things off with a free 15-minute tease of Dalek Universe 3, The First Son by Lizzie Hopley. Oh, great big silver dreadlock Dalek magnets. Well, here we are, Scott. We dragged you away from your cornflakes to be here on the Big Finish podcast. What would you... <laughs> like to talk about oh what would i not like to talk about i, I want to talk about everything and anything um, everything i suppose i'm here because i was bad yeah i was badgering nick about uh oh the, the big finish runners club cool which nobody really knows about um, no, and i'm certainly not a member <laughs> of it no 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 not at my age bless <laughs> you um you could still run i've seen you at a buffet um i can <laughs> Is that to the toilet after? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But no, um, yeah, I, I was just saying to you, uh, myself, the lovely Emily Cook and Alfie Shaw, big Finnish producers, uh, running the Brighton Half Marathon on Sunday the 10th of October, when this should be out. In fact, we, yeah. we will probably wow. be listening yeah, to this it podcast it's the, it's the as day we this run. has come out, so you would have, you would have done it yeah. by now. How do you feel? Right. You... <laughs> I'm very sore. Um <laughs> But yeah, is I, that chafing? Oh, oh! Do you, I've got some special. Uh, it glide, really glide. Some special, some special uh, gel that oh, a lady in boots cha- recommended to me for. T- 
Yeah. Did she work there or did you just bump into her? Oh, you know me. I walk into a shop, there's just random people recommending anything and everything to me. <laughs> a lady um, in boots. What colour boots were they? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear Lord. You're on fire for this early yes. on a Friday morning. Sorry about that. Um, but yes, I was cheekily saying, uh, we're raising money myself for Mind, mental okay. health charity, and uh, Emily for the Sussex Beacon. And Alfie's raising money for no one. He's just running for fun. <laughs> running um, for fun. Well, it's raising money for Alfie. <laughs> well, he's, he's not even doing that. Um, but What's yeah. the Sussex Beacon? It's, I think, an HIV charity based in Brighton. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so my Just Giving page is justgiving.com forward slash Scott Hancock 1984. And right. Emily's Just Giving page is the handy to remember justgiving.com Emily hyphen S hyphen Brighton hyphen half hyphen marathon. <laughs> Um, wow, that's that's easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you can rewind this podcast to find out that, that information. But yes, it's by the time this is out, we're going to be just knackered and relieved it's over. But uh, <laughs> I said to you, can we plug it? And you said, only if you come on as a guest. So there we are, you see. I'm, I'm, I'm here for what looks like an hour. Hooray! <laughs> it won't be that long. How long have you been training for? Because it it's quite an endurance well, mm, to do a, a marathon. This is the lovely thing. It was. It was. There were four of us to begin with. It was me, Alfie, Emily, and lovely Jake Dudman. And through mm. lockdown, we were chatting everything like that. And we used to. Well, we, we were just bored and wanting to exercise, so we started a little WhatsApp runners club. So we'd say, "We'll get up at half seven and just WhatsApp stuff from our routes." So it felt like we were on a sort of communal run. That's lovely. And then, mm. you know, we were all locked down, doing nothing. I said, "Let's let's train for a half marathon in Brighton." give us something to work towards and it was meant to happen over the summer and then UK lockdown restrictions got delayed uh, so literally two weeks before we were meant to do it they went oh it'll happen in October now so we've had to just keep the training oh. going <laughs> wow. and wow. we hate it but uh, <laughs> but do you feel kind of uh, you know noble and righteous about it at the same time because no. it's good for you is it it's really good for you though isn't it this kind of exercise it is good but uh, I, 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 I'll be glad when it's over and can stop talking about it. The only reason <laughs> I'm talking about it is because I want to raise money for a brilliant charity. But well, that's a blooming good motive. But I will well, say um, as well, listen to a lot of Big Finish during uh, my runnings. My runnings? My runs? My runnings. My runnings. I'm having runnings. Uh, what, a lot of stuff that you haven't worked on. Yeah, it's nice to nice to catch up. And actually, when uh, I was prepping for iJackby, the, the lovely interview we have with so Derek, I listened to a lot of the old Big Finish in conversation with, you know, Colin and Jacqueline Pierce and Tom and Carolyn Seymour and everything. And that was really, they're really charming little, inter well, I say little, they're matter, you know, they are, chunky yeah. old chats. But they're really, really nice releases, actually. And Benjamin and Baxter actually was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So two very different subjects. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, for interview. Uh, yeah. Trevor was it was easy and Christopher was you had to draw him out more you know Trevor would talk you just ask him one thing and he would give you several answers in one whereas Christopher you you have to make sure you know what I mean it's an interesting thing I mean he's a delightful fellow that's it listening to it he seemed a bit more focused on talking about his career whereas Trevor was a lot more uh open about I suppose life and politics and social aspects and everything like that so as you say very different suspects Suspects, <laughs> very different suspects. 
Yeah, yeah. I do recommend that people uh, go and uh, listen to that that range of chats, and also the the I Jacobi. Is I Jacobi out now? Or is it? I can't. It, it's remember. out next month. It's out in November. Oh well, we will be mentioning it again. Perfect. Very exciting. The, the lovely clip. For Christmas presents as well. Get it in. Yeah, mm. get it wrapped. The, the lovely clip you've got as a preview. Can you wrap a download, re- Benji? I can try. I don't, <laughs> don't know how successful I'll be, but I'll, I'll try. I'll do anything once. Should we listen to that preview clip of it? Why not? From Big Finish Productions. Big Finish in Conversation. I, Jacoby. You were born on the 22nd of October 1938. Yes. In your family home in Leytonstone. Yes. And we both ended up in an oxygen tent. Oh. I took nearly 40 hours to come out. You missed your cue. I missed my cue. I've never <laughs> had such a late entrance in my life. <laughs> but I did take a long while, and uh, she was in a poor state, and we were both shoved in a, an oxygen tent um, immediately after. And this was your mother, Daisy? Yep. And your father was Alfred? Yep. What are your memories of them as parents growing up? Oh, I adored them. I was an only child, mm. um, and they were my friends as well as my parents. Totally supportive. Of course, I didn't see Dad until really very much until the war was mm. over because he he was stationed not abroad. He was stationed in various places all over the country. And uh, he was kind of the, the, the person who sent me Bakelite planes <laughs> through the post and that sort of thing. I adored him. I adored both of them. And I owe them so much, so much. Um... They made my life very, very easy, which was a good thing and a bad thing because it, uh, I wasn't used to knocks. I wasn't used to disappointment. I wasn't used to anything that wasn't absolutely lovely. Mm. You know. Do you think you're still quite a sensitive soul in that sense? I th- yes, I think I, I think I am. I think I am. I'm, I'm, you know, as an actor, I don't court... Uh, publicity or notoriety. Mm. I'd rather let the work speak for itself and and then shut my mouth about other things. I don't know why the hell I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Too late to back out now. Too late, too late. Big finish. We love stories. There we are. Edited in perfectly. Magic. Well done. Well done. Uh, Scott, how long have you been working for Big Finish? When did you do your first thing and what was it? All those questions can be answered now. Oh, Lord. Um... Okay, I, I remember shadowing Bernie Summerfield and Gallifrey under the auspices of Gary Russell hmm. when uh, we were both working in Cardiff on, on Doctor Who and he'd just say, oh, do you want to do some script editing or help me in studio? So I sort of watched him do it. And then I suppose first proper thing I did was about 2012, I think, or right. 2011. It was the... Do you remember we did an... A, a sort of charity uh, thing for right. Bernie Summerfield. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. For Invest in ME, which was... Uh, it's all about the charity today, isn't it? But... Uh, charity. It was uh, for Jack Rayner, uh, her charity. Yeah. And we got loads of writers and sound designers and musicians and, of course, actors, and everyone gave their time literally for nothing um, because of all the profits. You know, Jason was very generous of... Go- well, I mean... That's the whole point. Was was going? Yes, we'll just give all our uh, proceeds yeah. to invest in ME. And uh, yeah, I came a, in and did a bit, didn't I? You did. It was it was a mad old day because I think we had three different directors. It was me, <laughs> Gary Russell, and John Ainsworth doing different scenes, and of course, 
Yeah, you were the curator, I think, of this space museum going through Benny's history. Oh, right, yeah. And it has my favourite line, which... Uh, you're trying to get Benny to subscribe to the museum's sort of uh, guest pass. And you go, subscribers get more. And she just turns around and goes, not with Bernie's surprise Summerfield, they don't. Because <laughs> we were on the box sets by then. Ah, oh, simple, hey. simple gags. I um, love it. But yeah, that was the first thing. And then Dorian Gray and... Yeah, I just sort of looked after that for a bit. And then... You came up with the idea of Dorian Gray, yeah. didn't you? Well, I mean, not the original but, idea. But no, yes, no, that the, was Oscar yeah. Wilde. Yeah, that? <laughs> but, so, big yes. claim there, big claim. But yeah, and you then, came up with the idea of stealing his idea. Yes, Re- reimagining, <laughs> let's call it that. It's, we love that word. We, we will, we'll use it when we get to the prisoner later. We um, will. He's read the script and everything. Just, <laughs> oh, I can do a segue as well as the next person. Um, but yeah, and then, then about 2013 I left the BBC and got swept up into the Doctor Who and Torchwood worlds and just... And then there's Cicero and Blind Terror and... Oh, so many other glorious things. I do love Big Finish. It keeps me on my toes. But you're a very busy man, though. You're always working on things, always doing things. I mean, the Torchwood releases as well. It's just... It seems like a constant flow of Torchwood all the time. It in is, a good way, which is wonderful, you know. Yeah, it's, it's mostly James Goss. I love it when I see people on Twitter going, Oh, can Scott Hancock just let James Goss have a break? And I go, he's the boss. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who makes the decisions on Torchwood. Yeah, yeah. and you know, there's a lovely... Uh, sometimes I get tagged in posts and I have to go, Actually, there are other directors as well. You know, Lisa Bauman does a lot. Barnaby Edwards does some, you know, there's there's a nice sort of rotation. But I do seem to have been adopted as the de facto sort of tortured person. And doing script editing as well. And that brings me on to something. It's a question that I get asked, versions of, have been asked over the years. And I'd like to ask it of you, which is, um, when did you go bald? Oh, no, that's me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Which is, um, you do, what do you do? You do writing, directing, producing, script editing. Have I missed anything out? You do a bit of acting now and again as well, don't you? Acting's very generous. If you need a computer voice, I'll do that. (laughs) Well, but do you have one of those jobs that you prefer or one that you'd like to end up doing full time? Or are you happy, as I am, juggling all those things? I think it's nice to juggle because it means you don't get stuck in a rut. If you you know what it's like, if you're having a day where oh the scripts are a tough slog and you can go and do an edit or or something yes. like that or or you know prep a schedule. Oh, I love a spreadsheet. You you can see my <laughs> mug, my I love spreadsheets mug. Um, <laughs> he really has got a mug. Yeah. that says that. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's nice to to have different things to do. I I love directing though because it's the collaboration you you get from that and actually all aspects you know you collaborate with writers and then the actors in studio and then sound designers after the Mm -hmm. event but being a director you have an oversight of all those different processes which is you know really nice actually And, and and something that i think is unique to you i don't think any of the other directors do it including me is that you do a dialogue edit don't you yes yeah yes but that's because i'm control freak and like to uh, make sure the right takes are used. Actually, um, well, I like to make sure the right takes are used, but I, I haven't got the time to actually sit down and edit it all. No, I, I I'd, do I'd start wanting to do the sound design if I did that. <laughs> no, I think it's because very often I, I tend to do them a couple of days after recording while it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And uh, often it started happening because of Tortured, where, you know, for some of the big box sets, we could never schedule people together. 
And yes. I just thought it's too cruel to hand, you know, a sound designer 10 different sessions and say, make sense of this, even with marked up scripts. So I just started doing it. And well, actually, cruel, but, but it's what the rest of us do. <laughs> I know, I know. But it, it, you know, you spend so often then unpicking stuff in when you get a draft through of, you know, going, oh, can we retime this or do this? And actually, it's just easier to do it myself, I find. Yeah. Who needs well, sleep? I think it's well, you know. Well, I mean, I'm sure the sound designers are extremely grateful. I, I, I well, you get on so. it quickly as well because <laughs> I, I remember I, I I didn't know that you did this the first time I worked with you on something, and I remember on the same day or something I said so so who am I sending all this to? You said it's all right. So I'm already on it. I'm editing this. Just save it somewhere. I was like, oh okay, wow, incredible. You know, so power to you. No, I I I, 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 I won't do it for everything because you know there, there are other things. But if I can, I will. Yeah, and it's nice. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Another thing you do, which is not entirely dissimilar to that, that you've done a couple of times, and you did once with me, which is that when you sense that a script is slow in coming, you'll take the writer's storyline and write a um, sort of what what designers would call a scamp version of it, where you kind of you and I, I don't know whether I, whether I mentioned this before. I I seem to remember telling someone about this. I don't know whether it was actually in a, a previous podcast, and so it was for the. Um, uh, the Wallmaster anti-genesis and I think it was for the last episode wasn't it and you wrote a, a rough version of the script so you have people coming in saying I'm very cross with you we need to conquer this planet and yes. things like this and just so that you get a structure down and it was extremely useful and has to be said that quite a number of those lines that you just kind of thought oh it's something like that I kept a lot of them because I just thought well that says it all you know so it was an extremely useful process well, that's it. You, you gave a very thorough you had your scene breakdown so yes. it's quite easy to just go let's flesh this out because I think you had you or the sound design or something else and yeah but also it's quite nice at times sometimes writers will go oh I don't, I don't quite know what how this will work so it's quite nice to collaborate on a scene breakdown and then they go okay I've got the pace of it so do it. but that's part of the script that's job really is supporting your writers so true I think that you know writing a whole version of the script to inspire them is a bit <laughs> above and beyond but uh, but I know you did it with me because I was so busy on other things and you and you had that uh, a tone of voice maybe in your voice or maybe just in emails like Nick this is this isn't going to happen if you don't get on with it now so I'm going to kind of sort of do it for you and then you can then you can color it in <laughs> yes yes Oh, do you know, I'd completely forgotten that. It's really good, and I don't think at the time it was something we should have spoken about because, you know, you you uh, deserve a lot of credit for that particular box set from my point of view. Um, so there's us being nice to you, Scott. Is that um, the improv bit on the screen? Yeah, that's done? the improv. Right. We've, <laughs> we've imp yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I couldn't even be bothered to type the V, it just says impro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we'll, we'll keep you with us, Scott, like yes. some kind of weird hostage. Of course. Is it time um, now for the good review guide? Well, I think it might be, you I know. Is he really? I think so. It's where, yeah, where we have you hear positive comments about Big Finish Productions or something like that, don't we? Will they help recommend them for you? Can you, know you tell what? I'm enjoying this? <laughs> I think they might. He came on and he wrecked the podcast. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. And this week, as promised, it's Doctor Who Stranded 2. From Big Finish Productions, The Eighth Doctor Adventures. 
Stranded 2. I've got her back. My TARDIS. Hello, old girl. The TARDIS is starting to heal. A paradox took hold. We could be looking at a whole new aberrant timeline. And the best thing I can do to explain, Tanya, is to take you with me. Really? You're... you're inviting me along? This stuff. Time travel. It's a bit of a balancing act. Like one of those 3D puzzle games. You don't want to pull out the wrong piece in case the entire universe stops existing completely. Which is something I've literally seen happen. This is unbelievable! Get us out of here. We'll be blown to bits. Oh, Grace, everybody, Grace! Now, it's time we told them about who we really are. We need to find the right moment. I wonder what the brig would make of all this. I don't want to get a bus home when there's a time machine right here. Well, we all have to be somewhere. This is as good a place as any. Hmm? Big finish. We love stories. He's a big chap over six foot, built like a gorilla. Unusually strong and surprisingly hairy. Oh, hurrah. It's a great big space ape. Let's get this over with then. Well, it's simple stuff. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Stranded 2 into the search pane at the top. Scott, would you like to take this first one for us? Would oh. I? Yeah. He's, I've not? got him doing a whole load later, but yeah, why not? Okay, uh, th- this first review, uh, you've caught me off guard because my name wasn't next to it now. Um, this is a review from SciFiPulse.net, uh, the lovely Ian Cullen, who says, This is a great set of stories that all have a very different feel and tone to them. Paul McGann's performance as the Eighth Doctor is worth the price of admission alone, but the addition of Tom Baker as the curator is fantastically whimsical and mysterious. Indeed, Stranded 2 manages to pretty much provide a nice mix of stories, ranging from 70s romance and unit adventure through to a World War II espionage adventure. Nice. I almost didn't love that. Wow, it's fine. It's it's all about the life experience. Um, I uh, give that review four out of five because... Uh, Ian used the phrase worth the price of admission alone which I've noticed that that keeps popping up and so I mark you down for that <laughs> are you reviewing reviews now Nick? this what is we what do, we do yeah. we review the reviews okay it's it's called revenge <laughs> okay uh, this, this we feels very very healthy <laughs> we are cult.rocks uh, Kevin Bernard says this is the single most exciting thing Big Finish is doing with Doctor Who right now the stories are starting to grow in complexity but their focus on making space for emotional work and new representational conversations stays the same and the drama that results is like nothing we've ever gotten before this is a massive leap into the future I'm, I'm Assuming That's top tier, that, I think. I think it's a top yeah, tier review. But that. I'm assuming yeah. Kevin is American. If he is an American, he loses a star uh, for using the word gotten, which is an old English word that got moved to America. But gotten moved. We, we, we don't use it. Or rather, we do if you're not Nick Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> So like many the, people say, I can't bear it when, when English people say gotten. It really irritates me. You got me on the whole thing with uh, schedule and schedule now. And I've, <laughs> I've become this horrible creature that corrects everybody whenever they say schedule, even though I don't need to. It's awful. Schedule. It's a bad habit. Maggie schedule. Stables used to do that. She used to just shout it out wherever she was and she heard someone say schedule. She'd just go, schedule! <laughs> <laughs> but now it, it does sound better to say, yes, I'm just going to schedule that in now. Well, then I'll just uh, schedule I mean, that it's, a, it's illogical, because we say school, and that's the same S-C-H. School. 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 We're going to school. 
Sean Connery, Sean Connery for there. Uh, Digitalfix.com Ben Taylor says, uh, with this second release, Stranded has cemented its reputation as one of the most exciting and essential Big Finish projects in recent years. That gets 11 stars out of two. Uh, whoreview.com Daniel Mansfield says wow I thought Stranded 1 was good as I say it was my favourite release of last year but this one is just as good the best release of 2021 why did I say 2021 I could have just said 2021 so far this box set is a masterclass in storytelling along with Benji Clifford's magnificent coffee I mean music and Jamie Robertson's strong sound design. Is that the wrong way round? Got us the wrong way round. Yes, yes. <laughs> Benji did the sound design. You're losing stars by the bucket load here, Daniel. You're oh, just no. factual errors oh, in your dear. review. Oh, this is a fantastic production all round, despite the mistakes in my review. I'm excited to see how the story continues in Stranded 3. Highly recommended, four stars. I mean, that is a five-star review, and I give it five stars out of seven. Oh, and I've so seen the, the cover the, the for most... Stranded 3 this morning. Yes, it's oh, cool. Yeah, but if you do, that's right, yes. Yeah. So I was having great fun editing the Jadoon yesterday, actually. <laughs> Rowing a boat. I'll say no more. Um, oh my goodness, I remember. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> the interesting thing about Stranded uh, 2, I remember, is uh, he's got the curator in there, he's got a walking stick. And it was one of the hardest things to do is to have a character on audio walk with a walking stick. It's just very yeah. tricky. Just I, the other day, uh, I was listening to a bit of sound design and I suddenly heard this. Well, I said to the sound designer, it sounds like someone trying to bang some tacks into a wall. What on earth is that? <laughs> and in the script, the writer had put, he taps his fingernails on the table. I said, it's just not, it's just not, I can't tell hmm. what it's meant to be. Cut it. <laughs> Yeah, Ken always says with um, whenever it says in a script, we just do it by default now. He says, oh, yeah, if it says pacing, just don't do it because it just confuses everybody. And so now whenever it says he paces, it's such an unnecessary, half the time it's mostly an unnecessary uh, thing in a script anyway. But, yeah, so got rid of that. It never happens now. Nobody ever paces. In, in no, no pacing. Oh, they do no in talks. No complications. Can't not pacing. Lots of pacing. Do you, do you pan it nicely though? Do you do no, it's, it's it's true. You very often you read a script and you'll give a note that goes, "This will not register." The, the, you know, yeah. and it's yeah, it's funny. It's lovely stuff like the, the, the tapping of fingers would be great on screen as a little character thing. But as you say, you've got to really think about what registers. It has to feature in the scene. Someone has to mention mm. it. That's the thing. Someone has to say, will you stop tacking, tapping your fingers or something? And then it works. But if it's just happening and no one ever talks about it... This is a good game you could play on the podcast. Just find random sound effects and try to guess what they are. What is it? Here we go. Here's the first one. See, I, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you can see. Like, I can what? see on Zoom, but yeah. <laughs> Write in and tell us what that was. What do you <laughs> podcast think at Like anyone's going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> they will, trust me. Well, well coldbox.co.uk, so. Tony Jones here, uh, says, uh, in the main, this is, more, this is a more traditional release likely to appeal to a wider audience and as a whole feels more polished to us than its predecessor. And that's, uh, it's actually five stars, but four of them are blue and one is white. So there we go. <laughs> I love the way that Tony Jones has the royal we when he writes, you know, because he writes on behalf of Cult Box. He says, as a whole, feels more polished to us 
We are the Gestalt Cult Box being. WarpedFactor.com, Matthew Crisal says, or Crisal, I'd never know how to pronounce that name. Sorry, Matthew, write in and tell us if you're listening. And if you're not listening, buck up! Um, while perhaps a step back toward what we'd consider normal, in inverted commas, Doctor Who, Stranded 2 still retains its predecessor's unique feeling. Unique but normal. Uh, just with a sense of foreboding, hanging over things with an arc now in place. Something for Stranded 3 to hopefully pick up upon in November. Oh yeah, coming very soon. Nice. Um, I, I give that um, a, a slap on the back. There we go. Well, MattyTucker.com, uh, it's Matty Tucker if you didn't guess it. All in all, this was Doctor Who at its best. McGann, Walker and Morahan continuing to be a sheer delight and surely establishing themselves as one of the iconic TARDIS crews. Mm -hmm. But a huge congratulations to Rebecca Root and Tom Price for being able to step into that firmly established dynamic and seeming fully at home. Wow, okay, this is Scott's big moment in the Twitter dimension, Scott. Given, here you go. Give, give me all of them to read. All the tweets. Benji and I are going to go to a cafe and get some <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Do you want me to do the ats? Do we do at? If you want, yeah. It's, it's, we we, not? we don't have a consistent style sheet. Okay. Oh, that feels authentic. Right, so, yes. at Jeanette underscore stent... So, latest listen from Big Finish is Stranded 2, as perfect a slice of Doctor Who audio, in fact any audio, that you will ever have the good fortune to put in your ear things. Highly recommended. <laughs> Fab sound design from At La Bonge. Hey, I've always me. meant to ask Benji, where does that come from? Huh, it's actually a very good question. Oh, um, I've never asked. Yeah, have you never asked? Oh, I've it's, never it's, asked. Have you ever thought? Never thought. I never thought. I never asked. It's it's purely because when I was at school, somebody once said Benji's Benji's a, like a funny name, and they said it sounds like Bonji, and I didn't know what Bonj was. And then I, I was in a band is, for years, and bon I don't know what I don't know what it is either. Well, I was in a band for years, and somebody Phew. said you need some fun name like Benji Labonj. And I was just like, this is it, this is it. So I did music as Benji LaBonge for many years. It's actually registered on my um on my vocabulary PR, bank. On my oh. PRS. So 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 it's under my official nicknames that Ooh. I get money for with that. So um so yeah, that's where so LaBonge is just stuck really, but honestly it's it's not it's not a very exciting story. I wish it was more exciting. Yeah, yeah so do we. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> the fun I had with names at school, but uh well, yeah, we'll move yeah, swiftly yes. on from that. To at Ludex <laughs> underscore Phil. Um, just finished Doctor Who Stranded 2 by Big Finish. The first three stories in the set really pack an emotional punch. And the final story is a great example of using the form of, for compelling storytelling. Nice, nice, yes. Yeah, you happy with that one, Nick? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let that one pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, at The Metal Whovian says... Hashtag Stranded 2 is a brilliant continuation from the previous box set. I love the direction of the arc and am very excited for the third instalment. Superb scripts, performances and soundscape. Uh, the Metal Whovian makes a mistake there that I always make. and I uh, Two L's in instalment. Uh. It's just one. It's just one. Um, but I, I made that very mistake this morning, actually, typing this script. Maybe it was your mistake. <clears throat> no, I didn't type this you out. I cut and paste, paste it. it. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're all, we're all human. We're Always all finding human. shortcuts. <laughs> yep. Anyway, at, do the dialogue edit. Yes. <laughs> at Phantom underscore Piper, uh, really enjoyed Stranded Two. Built brilliantly on the characters established in the first set. Feels like 
Open inverted commas. If RTD wrote a Pertwee exile arc. Close inverted commas. Only regret is that I binged it all in a day and now have yeah. ages to wait for the next one. Well played at Big Finish. That's a great yeah. regret, isn't it? That's a good regret to have. I d- you do get that, though, when you binge TV series or audios. You do sort of go, oh, God, it's months to wait till the next... Well, my frustration at the moment is that, you know, I've finally succumbed to Apple TV because of Foundation, Ooh, which I'm a big... Yeah. Only done episode one so far. Yeah, and, and of course they reviews, come out on every Thursday, but I think it's like the American version of Thursday, so it, it's not <laughs> until Friday morning, basically. I was clicking like mad yesterday, so it's Thursday, where is Foundation? <laughs> oh, comes out on Thursday. Yes, I know, it is Thursday, so where is it? Friday morning. What was most terrifying there, Nick, and listeners won't be able to see, was the very angry pointing you were doing. <laughs> pointing, pointing, pointing. Yeah. Shall, I, shall I crack on? Go on then, please. So, at Dr underscore 909 says, Stranded 2, as usual, Big Finish continues to smash it, maintaining the 8th Doctor Adventures range as one of their finest ranges. The box set acts as a comfort listen, but also maintains their traditional who mystery and intrigue. Can't wait to see where Stranded goes next. Nine out of ten. Bit good. That's good, yeah. I'll yeah. give that ten out of ten. There we go. Solid. You can see people struggling to uh, fit everything they want to say in the 140 character limit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then finally, oh, finally, at Rob underscore Cope says, Stranded was my favourite Big Finish release of 2020, so I am happy to report that Stranded 2 maintains the quality. The Doctor Liv and Helena? Helen? Should be Helen. <laughs> Too many characters Never now. Mind. Um, Never mind. The Doctor Liv and Helen are not quite as stranded as before, and we get a visit to 1970s unit. A lovely cliffhanger to take us into 3 2. As in yeah. 3 as well, not 3 2. Beautifully clarified there. there. Uh, you, when you said uh, at Rob Cope, you did a little ooh, and you sounded just like Russell T. Davis there for a moment. Oh, well, you know, I'm morphing into him. Mind of the Hodiac, <laughs> we've just sort of melded my mind in his mind, all of that. That's a gag no one will get until they've heard it, but there we go. Please, mate. Uh, okay. No, nice. No, it's a throw forward, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Yes. Forward. The only big finish release to be written by both the past and future showrunner. There you go. Wow, the past Ooh. and future showrunner. Lovely. Perfect note to end it on there. That was the reviews next week. More next time when we look at Doctor Who, The End of the Beginning by Rob Valentine and starring Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy and Paul McGann. Wow. What I really liked there was talking of time travel. You said that's the reviews for next week, which just felt wonderfully (laughs) time traveling. Timey, timey. Benji does say some weird things and I, I always love them. Yeah, it's just called being completely inept. Um, (laughs) There we go. I liked it. Coming up soon, it'll be listeners' emails. But first, we go behind the scenes with Dalek Universe 3. Hi, I'm John Dorney, and I wrote Buying Time and The Wrong Woman, as well as script editing uh, a good chunk of Dalek Universe for the Tenth Doctor Adventures. Get Officer Rodica up there to bring in our new arrivals. Yes, Mother. So, Doctor, you came. In the initial stages, when I was working out the overall arc of the the whole of the nine-story 
storyline. I was focusing quite a bit on looking at areas and things within the nation oeuvre that excited me and interested me. Uh, I think Matt was very keen to go with Davros, uh, which is which which I'm always perfectly happy to run with because uh, Davros is great, Terry Malloy is great. I also thought the Mavellans would be fun to look at at some point. And then everybody else would just go, well, let's just pick and choose and see what we like and see what leaps out at us as being fun. And um, I think everyone embraced that to quite a wonderful degree. Hi there, I'm Lizzie Hopley, and I wrote The First Sun in Dalek Universe. A planet? There's a planet down there. Where did that come from? Well, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I hope it's nice. We've sustained damage once we're down. We are not getting back up. I was approached for this story by John Dorney. I'd just been introduced by him on the last project for Big Finish. And we chatted together and it it was a story, Precious Annihilation, that I turned around in a week for David Tennant and Alex Kingston. And it was a success developing that in that week. And obviously with lockdown and the demand for stories, new stories to be developed and recorded currently because people are needing so much more listening to so much more and there's just such a brilliant operation happening within big finish to get these things done remotely and um, people self-recording it it's incredible my name is jane slavin and i play anya kingdom the entire dog fight's closing on us like a fish so why are you still talking get out of here now Anya, you don't need to prove anything to me. You never did. I need you to be safe. Finally safe. I'm not leaving. Yes, you are. Well, she originated as Anne Kelso, but actually Anne Kelso was just a way of getting to the doctor. She actually needed his TARDIS. She's from the Space Security Services. She's Sarah Kingdom's niece. And I took her very personally, you know, in the first episode, the Doctor is um, hostile. I mean, he's not hostile, but as far as the Doctor would ever be, he is, because he blames her for taking away Anne Kelso. But Anne Kelso is just a part of Anya Kingdom. And I suppose as well, you know, I had the same feelings. I was a bit cross with Anya Kingdom for taking Anne Kelso away from me. But now I'm all about Anya. I've loved these nine episodes so much. Going on adventures and, you know, her finding out about her reasons for doing things and, you know, what she's like. She's, she's got no family left. I totally relate to this. It, it makes you, you know, it changes you. This whole... A prospect was was um, given to me the Dalek universe. I was being slipped in. It was very very well established. Obviously, my idea had to fit in amongst the existing storyline. It was a big big arc for this one, so I didn't really have as much of a carte blanche as with Precious Annihilation, which was just you know anything anywhere, and certainly just came originally from me. This had to definitely fit in and I was given a massive kickstart by John who had this image in his head we did a little FaceTime and he said he just had an image of Riversong dressed as a Mavellan and that was it that was it the thing wrote itself from there 
My name is David Tennant. I play the Doctor. Not many Dalek ships. Mostly Mavellan. Who are they? Oh, great big silver dreadlock Dalek magnets. We'd better move carefully. If that many of their ships have ended up here, a good few of them will still be around. Silver dreadlocks? I, I've seen them. The time tunnels. When time broke down, I saw them. Pink guns? Yes, yes. Nasty, but stylish. I remember the Mavellans very distinctly from Destiny of the Daleks in the late 70s. Yes, very much in my, my Doctor Who obsessive days. I remember them clearly. I mean, you look back at them now, they're very disco, aren't they? You probably wouldn't design them like that now. It'd be interesting to see if they, if they revisited the TV show now, how a production designer might reimagine them. What of that original design you'd hold on to? I mean, they were very sort of sexy, weren't they? And sort of silver and... I mean, quite unlikely for an android race to go to such aesthetic lengths. Don't quite know what the advantages they get from doing that. Maybe there's another story in that. I look forward to finding out if Big Finish uh, uh, uncover that uh, truth about the Mavellans. Truth of the Mavellans, coming soon to Big Finish. Doctor! Oh, don't you start! You got us into this! It's also just great writing the humour that he's got. The little foible, the little kind of habits and bits and pieces and the way in which he talks is just so distinctive. And having him and River with their humour and their flirtation, I again, I, I tapped into that in Precious Annihilation. So to bring it back was just phenomenal. To, to be able to have those two riff off each other is, is an absolute joy. I hope it's as much a joy to listen to as it was to write. And we're still not the right side of the time war. Not yet. No, this is a different war. The Daleks do a lot of them. So when's your one? It's not that simple. It's sort of always there and it never is. I'd hoped I'd thrown us the other side of the temporal horizon, but I think we were diverted. And I can guess who by. Working within the series arc for Dalek Universe was quite tricky because of the time restrictions as well. It was quite tough, quite complex. And I really relied on the brilliant brains within the team, I must say. I was given scripts hot as they came from people's computers so I was able to read through other people's ideas and try not to steal them but be inspired by them and know where my little story came in the kind of whole arc of it. The arc was really well established by the time I came to it. The beginning and the end of mine were affected by the stories that bookended it but Fortunately, the whole team were just so good. We had John, who was kind of piecing it together, coming up with ways and means of tweaking the beginning and endings, and also just such generosity from the other writers that they could adapt some of your ideas or give you some of their ideas and just make it work across the whole. And that that's nice. Again, that doesn't always exist between writers, so it's, it's just nice to come across that generosity because it just makes the work easier. Lovely to have Alex Kingston in one's ears, of course. My doctor's ending up having quite a history with River Song, which he didn't really do on the telly. I just met her and she died. But it's nice to be filling in some of that... Uh, some of that story and giving them a, a, quite an in-depth relationship now. Just go to bigfinish.com and type in Dalek Universe 3 into the search pane at the top to join the epic adventure out this week. And don't forget that we'll be giving you a free 15-minute drama tease of Dalek Universe 3, the first sun at the end of this podcast.
So, uh, Nick, is it is it really time to return of my favorite? Is it really time for the return of my favorite thing? Yes, it's listeners' <laughs> emails. There we go. I mean, I do this improv every week and I enjoy it so much and I'm enjoying it right now. And if you want to enjoy it, all you need to do is send them into podcast at bigfinish.com. It's so easy. They're just letters. If, you, if you're if you on a computer right now, look down and you will see a keyboard. All the letters are at what? the... What? Yeah, yeah. All the letters are there for you to use. I never knew this. You just need to use them. Uh, oh, I could do so much better the first better person who that. used the magical letters. It's Nathan uh, Martin. Subject to this one is hello. I like that. It's friendly. Mm. Uh, hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. Good tidings. For whatever time of day it is, you're reading this. I, I see what you did there, Nathan. Yeah. See, I like the, the italics. Yeah, yeah, really, really hammers it home. Hammers it home. It's weird. Uh, I finally <laughs> listened to After the Daleks and what good gravy it was for the ear things. <laughs> He's referencing Scott, the Benji Scott, and Nick yeah, podcast. It's, Scott's yeah. thinking, what is going on? It's it's all the, the Benji and Nick I'm playing Candy Crush, here. it's fine. But yeah, I wonder what you were doing with your phone there. Typical young No, I'm, re- I'm, I'm replying to emails. I'm yeah, sending okay. you emails. Are you? Oh. Yeah, this is the next one you'll read out. I'm joking. Just abuse, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> uh, good story, good performances, good concept. And it left me wanting to hear more set in this world. A good pilot for a new audio series set in post-Dalek invasion Britain, perhaps. Another good idea for this series (laughs) could be After the Doctor, picking up from good old stories at the moment the good Doctor departs in his TARDIS. Mm. Did the Gons have a good life, free from Croton's influence? Did Turlo have a good trip back to Tryon? And what came next for Rusty, the good Dalek? Just imagine what audio goodness could be made if the Borad meeting the Scar... Scarus. The Borad meeting the Scarus... I know, terrible, It's off, it's off. It's off. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm, I'm in the flow now. In the waters of Loch Ness. Press and stop now. Kachunk, Nathan Martin. There we go. Bang. There we are. There's a huge uh, uh, tribute there to the now defunct Benji and Nick show. Uh, all those good goodness, lockness, we love it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, life's like that. Next up, uh, this is um, from, uh, bizarrely, your name's here, but it shouldn't be, Benji. It's from Clive Lewis, uh, Doctor Who Stage Play Audios. Good afternoon, Nick Benji. Fantastic big empresarios. Uh, can I start by saying thank you for all your hard work keeping us all sane over multiple lockdowns with so much audio goodness. I remember in about 2008, Big Finish released the fantastic stage plays of Seven Keys to Doomsday, Curse of the Daleks and The Ultimate Adventure. I've just been re-listening to them and still think they are brilliant. Having never had the opportunity to see them on stage, it's like a snapshot of time that I would never have got to experience otherwise. That was our attention, you see, Clive. Um, It was this that made me write 
to you and ask, would Big Finish ever consider making Doctor Who Live, the stadium tour? As I recall, when I was lucky enough to see it at Wembley, Churchill was played by a very fine actor whose name I can't remember. I wonder who that was. I think he was also something to do with the Daleks. Uh, You've also said that Nigel Planer is a fan of Big Finish and always enjoys working with you. So it's not too far-fetched to imagine he would be able to reprise his role as Vorgensen. And as for the Doctor, well, you've got Jacob Dutman, who is indistinguishable from Matt Smith. It is true, he is indistinguishable from Matt Smith in his vocal performance. It's quite remarkable. Hope this gives food for thought and grist to the mill. And whilst we are at it, a neutron flow to have its polarity reversed! Exclamation mark. Thanks in advance for all your help. Uh, kind regards, Clive Lewis. Um, well, that's a really interesting idea. I would say that the Doctor Who live show was mainly a concert and they just weaved a, uh, a did you ever see it scores i did i saw it uh you were staying at the radisson blue in cardiff and we came That's i right. think we were filming because we got free tickets from uh, a few of the doctor who team came down to see it while uh, after a long day's shoot because that's how you you know busman's holiday um yes but it was it was it was bonkers i remember the flying daleks because it was done by I can't remember who the team were, but they were the sort of illusionists, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. twins. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was very impressive. I've still got the program, actually. It's an impressive program, wasn't it? Yeah. As well, it's full colour. I think they made us pay for having a copy of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a remarkable time, but it's the only show I've ever been in where the cast weren't invited to the first night party. I was not very happy. Uh, when I tell theatre producers about that, they kind of fall down in utter a surprise mm. at that as indeed I did they tried to placate me by saying well you can come but not the rest of them I said no I'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, it's uh, scandals from the past there for you yeah would we do an audio why are you asking mm. me you're in charge I, I know I'm trying to have a discussion oh, I'm trying sorry. to feign some level of democracy obviously it's not true but uh, uh, I don't know whether there's enough story is there it, it it was sort of as you say it was framing the, the sort of music and it was all very visual as well. It was. Um, it would have to be reconceived, and I don't know whether the rights belong to uh, Gareth Roberts anyway because he wrote it. Oh, did he? Yes. Ah. Or I don't, was he credited as writing it? I don't know. Well, there you have Who it. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we got one more email here. Scott, would you like to take this one? Would I? You are. <laughs> There we go. Um, this is Much from better. Miles Cook. Uh, subject, the new countermeasures. Um, Miles says, Having taken advantage of the recent countermeasures sale, I purchased the entire run of new countermeasures, and I'm almost at the end of the series. Only the last two stories to go. Whilst listening to the other stories, I started wondering if Big Finish had thought about doing box sets or audiobooks set during the 10-year period in which Toby Kinsella was trying to rid the corridors of power of the aliens introduced in countermeasures. Are there any such plans? It might make an interesting change of pace from the rest of the Countermeasures series. Regards, Miles Cook. Well, Miles, that is a really uh, interesting question. I don't, I don't think we've ever considered it, but I will mention it to David Richardson. Um, yeah, because Countermeasures, we, we finished it and then we kind of went on a bit longer. So, I th- uh, you know what I mean? I think there might be... I don't know. Is that, can that you hear me? Happens. Here's I, another sound I, effect. It's me scratching oh, yeah. my head. 
I've got an extra one here that just arrived just before we uh, started recording. No, uh, no this, is, uh, this is from Isaac Stewart, uh, and there's no subject. He says, Hi, Nick and Benji. I just want to say how much I love the podcast and all that Big Finish do. You have really helped me this week as I got knocked off my bike last Friday. Ooh. And knowing my third Doctor Adventures Volume 7 and 8 have been dispatched, kept me going. Thanks, Isaac. Uh, P.S. It's my birthday on the day this podcast goes out. So please, could you wish me a happy birthday? Three, two, one. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, birthday. Isaac! Yes, there we go. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, That jumped the queue because I just thought, well, it's your birthday. And as we know, I know all about birthdays because I've just had my 60th recently. You don't look a day over 59. Thank you. Uh, if I had a fiver for every time someone said that to me, what did you say? What? That's what the man said in the restaurant. I was going to say, it's been said to me so many times, so many times I'd be a millionaire. Um, do you know what? That's it for the emails this week. There will be more next time. Still to come on the podcast, the Randomoid Selectatron giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What? But first, here we go with our new podcast feature. Oh. It's imaginatively titled Also Available, if you didn't, you know. It's very imaginative. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what you you think it is. Uh, This week we go (laughs) back in time with The Prisoner. Scott, you produced some of these. Uh, What are your memories? Of The Prisoner or Producing. A bit, a bit of both. Do you know, I, I actually, uh, as a kid, do remember The Prisoner because uh, my dad used to have all the VHSs uh, in a bottom drawer of a cupboard and never oh, knew what right. it was. And every Sunday night they'd come out and we'd watch episodes and it got me slightly obsessed with Port Marion. So sort of went there as a kid. Really? Yeah. I didn't realise. Yeah, I've, got, I've, I've still got a little sort of enamel pin badge from when I was a kid. Of uh, yeah, uh, visiting the village. Um, so it meant something to you then, when I because I must have asked you to produce it. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. But I, when it when it was announced coming back, I obviously knew that. And then there was that was it Ian McKellen that strange um, remake? The IT, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. That catch nobody that. likes. Yeah. No. Nobody likes it. Is it? I mean, you must have watched it. Is it? I mean, it's presumably sufficiently different from. Yeah, I mean, it's nobody likes it. No, <laughs> it's well, it's been oh. sort of swept under the carpet a bit, hasn't it? Well, I, I'll say this: that when I originally went to ITV and asked about doing the prisoner, they, it was shortly after that, mm. and they insisted that if we did it, it had to be based on that. And I said, "Oh, you're all right." Right. I, I, okay. I won't bother. And then later, when I went back to them about it, they said, "Oh no, don't do that. Do the original." <laughs> so they completely <laughs> changed their minds. You know. But yeah, it, it was nice when you asked me because I. I it's that thing. I, I, I wasn't a big sort of you know died in the wool fan of it, but I'd watched it and knew, um, you know, I knew the basics and the weirdness of it. So when I was getting these scripts that, you know, just just I don't want to say they don't make sense, but that's part of the prisoner. Is they're just sort of you know, they're they're they are testing you, shall we yes. say? Yes. Um, it didn't throw me as much as if say you were doing Doctor Who and received something like that, and you'd just be going, "Where's the logic here?" Um, yeah, but my memories yeah. of it were just about, um, we, you did a sort of little video diary or audio diary and oh, I remember right, editing yes. the behind the scenes which was a lot of fun oh yeah and sort of chatting with people and it was a lovely cast really really do you remember when we could get loads of people in a room together <gasps> 
but oh, she had old days. Yeah, it was it was a really gorgeous, gorgeous cast. And actually, my weirdest memory of that week, which I think made it maybe not to the main extras, but to a little bonus feature, was. Simon Russell Beale was recording a very heavyweight Radio 4 drama yes. in the same studios. And we just got chatting in the green room. And he went, what are you doing? And he, he, he was a bit jealous that I was going around all the other actors interviewing them. Yes. So I just went, do you want to be interviewed? And he went, yeah. So I just shoved the microphone in his face and <laughs> bless him, he feigned an interview for about 90 seconds before. I, I know nothing about the prisoner. I, I just want to <laughs> go back to my crossword now, please. Um but weirdly, but you, yeah, through that, you, we then got him for a torture. So it was, uh, yeah, weird green room chat, really. How brilliant. All right, then. Thank you for that, Scott. It was a, a window on the past there. Let's uh, open the window further by delving back into the prisoner and watch out for the gigantic bouncing ball. <laughs> Hello, it's Nick Briggs here. I'm recording this the day before the first studio session for The Prisoner. Really just as a record of the, my state of mind just beforehand. This has been a, quite a long journey for me. Um, from all my talks with ITV. Going back uh, five years or so. And finally getting to this moment where the first two scripts are finished and ready. <laughs> doesn't break any speed limits and get himself into trouble. He's going to get himself killed one day, you know. Where am I? In the village. In the village. Désirez-vous un taxi, monsieur? Take me away from here. Where to? As far as you can go. I heard this was your first day. And my last. Why'd you say that, number six? Don't call me that. It's just the number of a house I woke up in. Now then, number six, file open. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for, and I don't care. Open that door or I'll break it down. There's no need for all this nonsense. All we want to know is why you resign. Stop! Do not run! Halt! Stop running, man! Stop running! You don't stand a chance! We don't want any unhappiness in our beautiful village, and if number six behaved aggressively towards you... What's your real name? What's yours? You see? We're both scared to talk. I love you. This place is a mad house. A bloody nightmare. Yes, get out of here. Yes, we must or they'll kill us. Worse. Worse. Orange alert. Orange alert. morning doing number six that's right about it well it's um not a little intimidating hilarious aren't i obviously because it's a highly um defined and distinctive part given that there are so few episodes of the original and it is a part that is incredibly associated with magoon um, so, yes, yeah, so it's difficult to know how to pitch it, uh, difficult to know where to play it. Really looking forward to seeing how Mark Elstop plays number six. I've got a pretty good idea. We've had conversations about it, so I hope it all comes together to the satisfaction of both of us. Nice bit of work she is, Sir Lotus. Thank you. And all well, does she? Don't overdo it, Cobb. Well, anyway, 
Just to let you know, we're uh, just arriving now. Much obliged. I met a man today. An extraordinary man. Please state your code. ZM73. It looks just the same. The car? Well, good. I didn't know the previous owner. You. I mean, my... Someone bought it for me. Many happy returns. What's your name? What's yours? Kate. Kate Butterworth. How do I know I can trust you? How do you know you can trust anyone? I don't. What have you told her? None of your business. I don't quite understand. You were in a village, you didn't know where it was, and you didn't want to be there. Don't worry. It'll all be over soon. What's your name? No names. Just, just numbers. Six. Six? Number six. Everybody wants to tell their story, don't they? <laughs> this is beginning to sound like an interrogation. Danvers, is this your idea of a joke? No, sir. Mark Stein just called. ZM73 is back and he wants to see you. Good God. If you had to escape from this village, was someone keeping you there by force? Yes. So, how did you get away? I told you, it was empty. You just woke up one morning and everyone had gone? Yes. Even the people trying to keep you there? Everyone had gone. Turn it off! Whatever this is supposed to achieve, turn it off! What is the village? Don't you know? Where is it? I don't know. All I know is that I escaped from it. How? I'll admit it. I'm fascinated to know your story. You want to turn my life into a book? Would that be such a bad thing? Everyone has a story. I don't tell stories. Why not? Everyone tells stories. Not me. I've got nothing to say. So you have a secret? It's all secret. There is no village. It's a Soviet fiction. Your cover story. He died in the service of his country. That's all they'd say. I can assure you that none of us has heard of this village place. Why should I believe you? Why should we believe you? Because you have some proof that I'm telling the truth. Not much proof. Precisely. We need more information from you, ZM73. Information. We want Tell them why you resigned? No. Why not? Because it was none of their damned business, and it's none of yours either. Five five Delta Tango six to tower, now on course. Over. I met a man today, an extraordinary man. Well, certainly a man with an air of mystery about him. I won't be pushed, stamped, debriefed, or numbered. Listen to me. 
listen to me. You know there's nothing control doesn't know. Open fire! As the future. And for my entertainment, make it convincing. I'm in charge. There's a cod war with Iceland. <laughs> cod? Maybe there is no escape from the village. Rover approaching. Rover now approaching. Number 43, was she on the plane? I thought she died in the crash too, like you. I can report that ZM73 has returned to number one. We've joined the European Economic Community. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Free for all. Village Rifle Association. Lean in, breathe out slowly, and squeeze the trigger. Himself actually exploded. Morocco, Morocco, Morocco! You won't break me. You won't take me back. I won't bend to your rules. My life and my thoughts are my own. I resigned. I will take no part in any of this. I resigned! <laughs> Is this the ending you've decided on? I just go to bigfinish.com and select the audiobook tab to find The Prisoner Range. Uh, click it and enter a whole world of exciting, mind-bending adventures. I would have said, right, The Prisoner in the search pane at the top, but that just gets you a load of podcasts about The Prisoner. <laughs> it doesn't get you the actual... It's a quirk of our, in inverted commas, wonderful website. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, The Prisoner. highly recommended, but uh, what is it time for now, Nick? Well, Benji, it's the Random Boys Selectatron, yeah, as you yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. from that lovely music there, uh, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Wouldn't it be good uh, if it was one that Scott had worked on? Fingers crossed. Fingers that's, crossed. That's well, I, I didn't realise it was actually random. It, it really is random. It's 164 Doctor Who Gods and Monsters. There oh, we right. Go. Well, you didn't have anything to do with this, did you, Scott? I, I can I can. No, but the end of the no, no, black like and white a... uh, trilogy, isn't it? With the different TARDIS yeah. teams. That's right. The Fenric and... Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, it's a sort of... Got the Hemovores on the cover there. Yeah. And you had a fake-out that... cover, I remember. Because it was a big thing that Fenric was the, the villain. And so there was a mocked-up cover, so that I think when the previous story came out and had the cliffhanger, then there was this sudden, oh, actually, here's the real cover with Fenric and Hemovores, and it was all very exciting. Gosh, I've completely forgotten about that. That was back in 2012, though. God, that doesn't... Isn't that incredible? And, of course, it had John Standing in, who I uh, later used in the first series of The Prisoner. Mm. Link back there. And Tim Trelaw as the Ancient One. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the I'll chaos? Say, I'll say no more. Uh, I was going to say really good casting, but uh, since he's always criticising me for being old or taking the mickey. Anyway, uh, let's hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. My son, I come to you in search of absolution. Father, my father, I followed you here to free you, but... But it is too late. It is not too late to release me, my son. More thunder? Oh no! 
Not thunder, my pet. What a time to be caught without an umbrella. I left a lovely one on the bridge at Arnhem. I couldn't go back for it. The Germans had us hemmed in on three sides. Oh, man! Tell me. Father! Please, don't! Hold up. What's the matter? Hex? The water? It's turned red. My master, you have returned. I believed that I would be absolved of my sins, but I am cursed as I ever was. More to the point, Saxons with machine guns? <laughs> this place is weird. They seem to be having little difficulty seeing us. Back away, all of you. No point. No way out behind and the way forward swamped. So we're just going to have to clear a path, aren't we? Past all of them, we will die. Watch and learn, your highness. I'm no more a little old lady than this is a Neolithic barrow. I am old, though. Older than you could possibly imagine. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. So there you have it. I'm very grateful, Scott, for your little insights about uh, what happened around about the release time of this. 2012. Good memories. Yeah, it's Good a long memory. time ago, isn't it? Um, well, right, young, you see, I, I can remember stuff. Yes, who are you, by the way? Not a day over 59. <laughs> while I email the the Jackie, it says here. Uh, while I email Jackie, <laughs> sorry, Jackie, I don't know why it says the Jackie. It's because I'm sixty and don't know what There's I'm doing. There's only one. Uh, There's only one. To make sure that she puts it live, which she always does. Benji, will you explain how you get your discount, please? It would be an honour. Yes, all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com. You can find all the details of the podcast on the homepage, or you can click the podcast tab and find it there. Or you can click audiobooks and find it in the Big Finish podcast range. When you've done that, select this week's podcast, click read more, and you can see that it says the Randomoid Selectatron also features offering you a 25% reduction on the selected release. Just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. So you do indeed click here slash there uh, and enter the code buck up. That's B-U-C-K-U-P, all capital letters, no spaces, uh, no complications. Just buck up. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ran. Next week's podcast is entitled Third Doctor Volume 8. Quite a snappy little title there. I think you'll agree. Uh, so we'll be going behind the scenes with Conspiracy in Space by Alan Barnes, featuring the return of the Draconians! Exclamation oh. mark. We'll also be giving you a drama tease of the first 15 minutes for free. Obviously, the podcast is free. Uh, our also available segment will feature Torchwood Soho, Ashenden, directed by Scott Hancock. Scott, any teases for that? You were the director and the script editor on it. I was. Um, it's, it's a hoot. Um, oh. I, I think anyone who's heard any of the Norton Folgate Torchwoods or, or the first series of Torchwood Soho, you know, it, we, we decided to do it like those old Sexton Blake audios oh. or something, so sort of half-hour episodes, a, a sort of serial drama. It's, it's you know, what I love about those sort of uh, Norton Folgate stories with Sam Barnett and everything is they're quite silly and daft, but they've actually got a lot of drama and heart at the core of them so as a director you're sort of going this is great because on the surface it's a bit fun and frothy but you you can really play with those moments of unease and darkness and the cast is brilliant you know you've got not only Sam Barnest and Tom Price but uh, Joe Shearer's back who's got the most amazing voice 
and the gorgeous Dervla Kerwin, who ah, is one of the busiest people on the planet and a nightmare to schedule, but will always make time for us because she just loves the character of uh, Elizabeth Hayhoe. And uh, yeah, it's just a story about bigoted space eels trying to take over 1950s <laughs> England, as you do. Fantastic. Do you want to listen to a trailer? Oh, I think we should. Elizabeth Hayhoe. Torchwood. I'm dead. What's your excuse? From Big Finish Productions. Torchwood Soho, Ashenden. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Ashenden. That's right, this way, this way. My name is Gideon. I'm from the Arrivals Bureau, and I'm going to be showing you all around our wonderful new town. Some of you are just visiting. Some of you are coming here for the rest of your lives. You're all welcome. London has been infiltrated. The Pimlico depopulation zone is infiltrated by an alien force. We are trying to contain it, but we need your help. The rogue operative must be hunted down. The rogue operative being? Norton Folgate. It's your job to hunt him down. Hand me a harpoon. Let's get cracking. There is life out there. Intelligent, curious life. We're going to find out what they want. They seem to want to make us better. Norton? Yes, Poppy? In about ten seconds, I'm going to scream. Oh, dear. The call has gone out to the slums, to the displaced, to those in our colonies, come to Ashenden. You know what the time is? It's the time of the Hollow Man! <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. I'm dead and you're making me go to Hemel Hempstead. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for joining us this week. Shaking up the format a little bit. It's great to have you here. That's lovely to have a little natter, isn't it? Absolutely. I've never said in it before um, in my life, can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Bruv. Well, you know, and best of luck with the run as well. Oh, thank Um, you. By this point, when this podcast is out, you'll probably be sort of sitting on the pavement going... I will have run into the sea and I'll be halfway (laughs) out to France, I imagine, but there we go. Well, you get get to enjoy a bit of Brighton afterwards and that's always lovely. I've never been. Love a bit. Have you never been to Brighton? Oh, it's lovely. Go down, uh, if you get a chance afterwards, if you're hanging around, go to the North Lanes, which are the the sort of hidden sort of streets and stuff down there. There's so many lovely places to eat and drink and all sorts down there. Uh, It's great fun. Definitely do that. Definitely. And don't forget to take your chafing lotion. Yes. Thank you. Well, thanks to you all at home for listening to this Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Nick and I will be back wearing our velvet jackets and frilly shirts next week. Yes, or quite. Yes, or quite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear it. Just hear it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Time now for Doctor Who Dalek Universe 3, The First Son by Lizzie Hopley and starring David Tennant as the Doctor. That's a Dalek saucer. It's 
still on the wrong side of the wall. We're caught in the crossfire. Get us out of here, aren't you? Get us out of here now! Oh, that's easier said than done. I don't believe it. We're being hailed. By the Mavellans? No, by the Daleks. Open the channel. Say, sweetie. Yep. What's that? What's that meant for you, Doctor? Interesting. It did have a Dalek transmission code, but it wasn't from the saucer. Are you, sweetie? It's from. Well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Port side engine. That's it. We're going nowhere fast. Yeah, except we are going somewhere. We're caught in a tractor beam. Transmitting from the same source as that greeting. The Daleks are pulling us in. Well, I... To where? None of these ships are big enough. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't from a saucer. It was from... Well, that's just it. Nothing. There's nothing at the source. Just empty space. Unidentified vessel blocking Mobella target. It is of no concern. Continue firing. There's a gerund, and where there's a gerund, there's a way. A what? A gerund. A word ending in ink. I'm a big fan of ink. Failing, crashing. Reminds you that it hasn't happened yet. That there's still... Oh, still time. To explode? There's no point in wasting energy resisting the tractor beam, but if we go with it, we get there faster. And out of the way of this. But where? The middle of nowhere? The source of that voice. Darling voice. Trust me. Huh. I'm trusting you. Oh yeah, very clever. And hopefully landing rather than crashing. Unidentified vessel no longer registering. Resume destroyed. down there. Where did that come from? Well, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I hope it's nice. We sustained damage. Once we are down, we are not getting back up.
Well, it's breathable, wherever we are. <laughs> That's your tried and tested method, is it? Breathe in. Yeah, it gets the job done. And I'm hoping our guide knew what she was doing. Ah, atmospheric force field. Rudimentary, but yeah, works okay. Someone put a bubble around this yeah, lovely planet made of twisted metal. That's more than a force field. This place was well cloaked. None of those Daleks and Mavellans know we're here. Oh yeah, there's a lot going on in that bubble. Well, some of them found out about this place. Look over there. Yes, Dalek saucer. Deceased. That's definitely not an ing word. They're everywhere. This is a spaceship graveyard. Not many Dalek ships. Mostly Mavellan. Who are they? Oh, great big silver dreadlock Dalek magnets. We'd better move carefully. If that many of their ships have ended up here, a good few of them will still be around. Silver dreadlocks? I, I've seen them. The time tunnels, when time broke down, I saw them. Pink guns? Yes, yes. Nasty, but stylish. Oh, so, my future. And we're still not the right side of the time wall. Not yet. No, this is a different war. The Daleks do a lot of them. Oh, so when's your one? It's not that simple. It's sort of always there and it never is. I'd hoped I'd thrown us the other side of the temporal horizon, but I think we were diverted. And I can guess who by. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> careful! Oh, that's deep. Yes. Positively Aristotelian. This place is a nightmare. You can't see where the ground is. That's because there is no ground. You're right. Or if there is, it's way further down. Buried under layers of crushed chips. Mm. Yeah. Doctor, look out! I'm, I'm a villain! villain. Ah. He removed his power pack. How did he know to do that? Well, I don't know, Kamen. Let's find out, shall we? Get Officer Rodica up there to bring in our new arrivals. Yes, Mother. So, Doctor, you came. Robot. Oh, Mavellan's a robot. Did I not mention that? Ah, uh, I think I'd have remembered. Now, don't worry, I removed its power pack. Worst design fault ever. Or best, obviously. Depends what side you're on. So, Mavellans are crazed robots with pink guns with silver dreadlocks. Loving them so far. Yes, except they're not. Crazed, that is. Hmm, could have fooled me. Ah, uh, Mavellans are purely logical processing machines. They lack even the hatred of a Dalek. I mean, they're not nice. They're cold, calculating, deadly, but crazed. No. Not unless something is very, very wrong. Get out, oh. both of you. Gosh, you move quietly. You have to hear. That your ship? Yes. Sorry to drop in unannounced. I'm the doctor. This is Anya. You're biological. As far as I'm aware, aren't you? Mm, all the way. 
Officer Rodica, head of off-world security. We should move. Officer Rodica, you've a problem with your Mavellans. All Mavellans are a problem. You hurt. No. Good. You don't want to get hurt here. Another Mavellan ship. Let's get below. Down that hole. Hold onto the rope and don't stop. We're going down the hole. Apparently so. After you. Cayman, should you be here alone? It's a security hub, Dr. Lamb. Yes, but the crash and the new arrivals. Exciting, isn't it? I doubt Officer Rodica would agree with you. She doesn't agree with anything if I say it. Mother thinks she needs a rest. Rodica is grieving, Cayman. We must try to understand. Was it another Movellan craft? It was. So be quick. Kill them all before they turn. We follow the hull round, then descend again. This place is crazy. An upside-down spaceship attached to another, and it, where does it stop? It doesn't. So what kind of doctor are you? Medical? Well, among other things. And you? Security agent. Good. We'll need you both. Rodica? I've got them, Lamb. We're on our way in. Where did it hit? Close to the domestic quarters. No! The Hoyle steamer there, with the new weapons, came and upgraded. They're proving very successful. Came and should know his way around Mavellin guns. Rodica? Domestic quarters? How many people live here? 300 colonists. Oh, we weren't aiming for here. Our ship hit three months ago. Since then, we've been fighting everything that gets sucked in. It's a magnet sitting in the middle of a war zone. You said this place didn't stop. It must do. What's in the middle? If this is a planet, what's its core? The very first ship. Come on. Wait, sorry, these systems are operational. All the wrecked ships linked. Almost like Frankenstein built a planet. If you say so. Come on. Wait a minute. We've no time. Make time, Rodica. We need to understand what's happening, because it sounds like you need help. Oh, now look at that. A Dalek. Hey. Leave it. It's dead. Is it? Hmm, very. Do you think it's the one that called us? Well, I hope not. A Dalek called you? Uh, well, uh, not exactly. Well, fingers crossed not. Um, this Cayman person, he's upgraded your weapons to fight Daleks. This wasn't us. This was the Wild Ones. Ah, the malfunctioning Mavellans. And that crash will create more, so the less we hang around poking Daleks... What do you mean, create? I don't know. It... It doesn't happen with anything else. If we don't kill them in the first hour, they turn. Into crazed versions of themselves. Ah, oh, comforting. Hoyle? Hoyle, no! No! Watch out, Rodica! I've got it! Seriously, they die if you just pull this out. Oh, yeah. If you get close enough, 
without dying yourself. Oh, hurt. Let me... I'm fine. There's something in the wound. I said, I'm fine. Doctor. I saw it. Metal. In her arm. She's not human. I know, I think she is. Someone's patched her up with cannibalised circuitry. And recently... This caiman? Patching up human tissue like he's patched up this place. Maybe. More disturbingly, he's willing to try. Come on! Lamb, did they breach the barricades? Yeah, Hoyle stopped them, but at a cost. This is part of another Mavellan ship. Being used as a hospital. Yeah. And still no signs of our hijacker. Where is she? How does a planet form around a spaceship? Mm? Oh, quite easily. If the centrifugal generators began replicating a magnetic core, of course the original ship would have been crushed long ago and they migrated outwards as the place grew. Then how big is it? Well, how fast is it growing? Doctor? Anya. Dr. Carl Lamb, our chief medical officer. Our new arrivals. Welcome. Dr. Lamb, not a cyber surgeon by any chance. No. Well, I... Good, because we're dying to meet... Um, what was his name? Uh, sorry? Cayman. Yeah, Cayman, yes. The man behind the curtain. Of course. Lovely. Lead the way. I... Uh, what? Cayman will hate him. <laughs> no need to look so gleeful about it. You have a competent officer there, Dr. Lamb. Rodica? Mm. Yes, she's doing well, considering. Lost her husband in the crash. He was our pilot. They have a young daughter. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did you lose many? No. Thanks to Cayman. He saved almost our whole colony. We've lost a fair few since... He saved you? This place could have been our burial ground, like for so many. Including his own people. Another sad story. Well... Bittersweet, I suppose. Maybe his path was meant to cross ours. I'm a great believer in fate. Oh, that's a shame. If we hadn't found Cayman Verse, we'd have not lasted a week. He showed us how this place worked, helped us adapt the equipment, and built us so much more. Do you know we have crops growing? Classrooms. His capacity for medical and weaponry upgrades is mind-blowing. Well, yes, we saw some of his skills earlier. Crops? You're aiming to stay in a labyrinth of mangled ships? It's not ideal, obviously. But what's the alternative? Cayman's working on a solution to our other problem. Well, the battleships that are sucked in. Well, the war will move on eventually. In the meantime, we remain cloaked for our own safety. War's getting bigger all the time. So, Cayman Vares was here before you arrived? Oh, he was on the very first vessel. The original core. 